0: back to The Short Game, a show where we look at short video games. I'm your host, uh, Shane, and uh, Reagan is with me today.
1: <laughs> yep, as usual. My bro host. Hi, Shane.
0: Also with us today is Brian Wade. Hi, Brian.
1: Hello, Shane. How are you doing today? I'm doing great.
0: Friend of the show and noted good guy, Brian Wade. Welcome, Brian. Oh, thank you. Also with us is Laura. What's up, Laura?
2: Chicago dropped 28 degrees today, and I'm pissed about it.
0: Oh,
1: oh my goodness. Geez.
2: It was 75 this morning. What the hell, Chicago? Ugh,
1: that sucks.
0: See, this is why I never visit on, you there. Come on back down to good old Texas where the uh, the weather sucks all year.
2: Well, last time I visited Texas, we actually played the game today. So, <laughs> nice segue. Good job, Shane.
0: That's right. So we we, we got a chance to do some couch co-op. Uh, a rare instance of uh, of same, same room couch co-op with uh, a game that I'm really excited to talk about. One of the standout... Titles, uh launching on the Switch. We're talking about snipper clips.
1: Yeah, snipper clips. It's a good video game. Snipper clips.
0: If you somehow missed out on seeing all of the marketing for snipper clips, which is it's a kind of an odd marketing situation on this game. This is a
2: I mean, there's like four games for switch, so it gets a lot of marketing. <laughs> I know,
0: right. And this is such a it's a light game. It's a really like a slight thing We're, there's there's stuff to talk about here, but it's a fairly slight game. It's not really a you know big meaty experience, but it's one of like five things you can buy on your switch even now after it's been out for what, like a month now. So yeah, it's, you know, worth talking about if you're if you if you have a Switch, you've probably already downloaded the demo and tried it out. And if you don't, well, maybe this is a selling point for the Switch, I guess. Reagan, you really sounded like you were knocking this game for being short, which is something I never thought I'd hear on this show.
1: <laughs> Not my intent.
2: The short game where we make fun of games that are short because we hate ourselves.
1: It's us that's short. No,
2: I really liked this game.
1: I only want 80-hour JRPGs, thanks. <laughs>
0: Hey guys, I, I've already defected. I'm 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 deep into Persona Five. I've already defected to the dark side. <laughs> this show is over. <laughs> Goodbye, Reagan. That's why we're trying to uh, record a couple of episodes today, so Reagan can crawl back into his Persona Five K hole. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's pretty deep, guys. I'm re- I'm re- I'm really deep in those dungeons right now.
1: Yeah, I, I have that. I have that game sitting on my coffee table, still in the shrink wrap. Oh so man, at some point I'll get to it.
2: <laughs> Good job. You probably have other things happening in Persona Five because of it.
1: He has a whole I mean, life and a podcast
0: that he records. A whole life that he somehow manages to get out on time, unlike me with Persona Five
1: in my life.
2: <laughs> Though I imagine that our guests are riveted by us making fun of Reagan, which is always my favorite part of the podcast. Might as
1: well. A theme of the show. I mean, I'm pretty into it actually. It's true. I've, I've I've done some destiny raids with with Shane and Reagan. We've mm. we've, we've had our fun times. <laughs> You're an
0: excellent Lovely. Sherpa.
2: I was going to say, does someone want to actually describe what this game is? Because we haven't done that yet.
0: I'd love to disc- tell you guys about Snipper Clips. Thank you for asking. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm so glad you came on my podcast to ask me about Snipper Clips. I was really hoping this would happen. Uh, Clips is a game that is uh, a kind of a standout showing off of the Joy-Con shareability of the Switch. Everybody grabs their, their own Joy-Con, and each player controls one of two uh, little cut paper characters. And the pa- little paper characters are all animated in this sort of um, notebook, papercraft style. Uh, and together, you have to solve puzzles. And every puzzle requires you to walk over to your your fellow player,
2: little toddle, uh,
0: and just sort of stand in front of them. And then you hit a button, and it cuts them out like a like a cookie cutter. Your shape chops up their shape, and you can rotate mm-hmm. and turn and so on. So you can little cut little angles or or uh, corners onto your friends. Uh, and so, for example, in an early level, at uh, I, I, in order to just visualize this I think I have to spoil at least one puzzle um, <laughs> in an early level uh, you're trying to pop balloons and so you have to cut your, your friend into the shape uh, into a pointy shape so that they can stab the balloons um, or, and, and so by cutting and reforming and, and uh, jumping around on screen uh, you go through a, f- a few different notebooks solving these different puzzles they get kind of progressively harder and harder um, it's a super easy to pick up game. Um, I've, I've, I was able to just hand a controller to everybody that I've wanted to play with and they were able to figure it out in just a few seconds. And when you get to the end of one of these puzzles, the seated monk guy gives you your orb and then you emerge from the shrine and you go and spend that to upgrade your <laughs> stamina, right? That's right. Um, exactly. outside, outside of the, the puzzles, the two snipper clips, it's a huge open world. Uh, This part of the game, you really, uh, it's kind of strange how late in the game that unlocks. But but yeah, once you emerge, uh, you roam the open world, um, you form snipper clip gangs, (laughs) uh, you you take turf, um, some of the turf gives you resources that you spend to buy more turf.
2: Occasionally you can murder prostitutes for health. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's right. The weapons get upgraded the uh the snipper clips have various monologues like the memorable do you know want to know how I got these scars mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's
1: because my snipper clips partner cut me that way exactly
0: yeah so it's <laughs> it's uh it's that kind of game um yes um so uh I feel like we're really um um spending more time uh misleading our audience uh so Basically, audience, take that description and snip it in half, and uh, I'll leave it up to you to solve the puzzle of which half was correct.
2: Well, when Shane says that uh, the game is easy to learn, outside of all that extra open world crap, um, I will say I was pretty drunk when I played this game with Shane, and the controls were easy, knowing what I needed to do was easy, knowing where to press on the tiny Joy-Con that I'd only used for about 30 seconds prior to this was a little harder but I still think it's a pretty damn good party game.
0: Can we talk about those Joy-Cons for a minute? They're tiny. They are. They're smaller than I expected. They are very small. Laura, you already have small hands, so I figure (laughs) if anyone's going to be able to master this, it would be you.
2: I know. I have tiny palms, the palms of a a very small child.
0: Like a raccoon.
2: (laughs) I know. It's it's actually a disfigurement. I'm very embarrassed about it. (laughs) But me and my raccoon hands were having a very hard time with snipper clips At the beginning... I caught on. I also probably drank some water. So.
0: Brian, uh so how long have you had the Switch, Brian? Did you uh, get it, pick it up, up on launch day? day? Yep. Ah, and awesome.
1: Snipperclips is the only game that I've used the Joy-Cons in their in their separate configuration like that. Uh and mm-hmm. I actually, you know, like it took me a little bit to get used to how small they were, but once I got used to it, it was it's mostly fine. I couldn't see myself playing like a like a big video game with it, but for Snipperclips like for 30 minutes here and there, like it was totally fine.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. I I, I don't find them that bad. I'm, we're kind of ragging on the the tiny, tiny uh, controllers, but I mean, obviously, hardware design is compromised. So uh, what they for what they are, they're they're really good. Um, I I think the test that I put them to, we talked about in our, our episode on um, on uh, uh, Blaster Master Zero, but I think the. You know, which, by the way, listeners, apologies for doing two Switch centric games in a row. I know that's kind <laughs> of weird. It just sort of was the way that things worked out. Uh, but I guarantee you that our next episode will not be a Switch centric game. So if you're thinking this has become the Switch only podcast, stick with us one more week. I promise it'll get uh, nonsense. We're Switch out of is Switch the new games, hotness. <laughs> We've we'll, we'll covered game. everything on the Switch yeah, already.
1: Not, not if I have anything to say about it, Reagan. I'm here to take over this podcast from you. Damn it.
0: Yes. Reagan, this is is an intervention. Uh, We want you to know that we love you, but the Switch is the only gaming console that's worth a damn. Well, screw you guys. I'm starting the Persona cast. (laughs) I'm sure that already exists. It probably does. I should look for one. Is there a good persona podcast oh, no, out there, listeners? R- is r- there r- a good persona r- podcast monitor. out there? Get in touch and let me know what it is. I would like to listen to that.
2: <laughs> Reagan's sinking more That's time right. into persona.
0: Well, I I, I, so you were you're talking about sort of the the switch con or the 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 switch con, the Joy Cons sort of suitability as standalone gaming consoles for each player in a game. So I had no problem with them in this in this game. You know, Sw- snipper clips. Is perfectly designed around just a simple D-pad. The one th- sort of trick to it is that you really do have to play this with those little grips that, that it comes with on top. Um, otherwise, it's almost impossible to use the triggers on the top of the Joy-Con. You can do it, but you have to like poke your whole your fingers into little divots, and it's very uncomfortable. And this makes a lot of use of those like top uh, top like what would be the L and R buttons yes, for rotating.
1: Yeah, I actually. Uh, I actually, I actually did not use those things for most of the time that I played the game and I kind of just got used to like making my thing, my index fingers into hooks and that seemed to work out pretty well. You know, I, I uh, was going to sort yeah.
0: of put in a, a defense of the Joy-Con as a like suitable traditional game controller in that mm. I did play a fair amount of, so I've been playing through the new, um, Shovel Knight stuff, the, the expanded, um, Specter of Torment with Specter Knight thing. And uh, so, just as an experiment, I decided to play through some of it with just one of the Joy Cons because it'll play just fine with one Joy Con as your sole controller for that. And it's totally doable. I prefer a D pad, but if you're the sort of person who can play that sort of game with a an analog stick at all, it's fine on one of the of the Switch's Joy Cons. It only really uses like I think two buttons and maybe three, depending on your 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 mapping. Um, but it's fine. Like. I was kind of expecting it to be a lot worse than it was. You know, I have I, we have um, we've already done a whole episode on Puyo Puyo, um, but the demo is released, so I'm going to take that as an excuse to talk about it again. Uh, I know that that game is not going to have like broad mass market appeal because it is just the the weeb version of Tetris, <laughs> um, but I. I think this game has a shot at being a good party game and having the ability to like plunk it down somewhere and just crack those little joy cons off the side and uh, force someone to play. Puyo Puyo with me. We'll make you an absolutely odious person. I'm sorry. Like, there, <laughs> yeah. like there's there's just no... I know that there's this sort of, like, millennial power fantasy of, like, bringing your video game assembly along with you to a gathering and putting it in front of another human being and saying, You! Play! Reagan, they showed that in the advertising for the Switch. I, they they said it would work.
2: They promised this future to us. They
0: said I could force people to play Weeaboo Tetris I with I don't me. believe it will ever happen. Like... I guarantee you, I own thirty thousand portable video game options, and I have never once been able to make that Reagan, happen. I, I, I want, I want to know what what Laura thinks uh, is going to happen when I when I bust that thing out at a party.
2: I think that uh, it won't work at a party. I think it can work at awkward work situations <laughs> uh, because it's already happened twice.
0: <laughs>
2: I uh, someone um, I just came back from a work trip to Germany, and my uh, coworker brought the Switch because he wanted to play Zelda, um, and we were awkwardly waiting in a airport lounge, and one of the clients wanted to do it, so he demoed snipper clips to the client, the little <laughs> things. He broke it out in the Lufthansa lounge in the Frankfurt airport. He played, and everyone kind of watched, and I was like... Okay. Are you sure you didn't now just stumble Nintendo onto the set of a right Nintendo here. ad? Like yeah. <laughs> I was like looking I was looking for cameras and all I could see was the camel smoking lounge behind us wafting smoke while we were adults playing snipper clips in the airport. But no, I mean, I think that because it's portable, there's going to be times where like the barrier to entry is a little easier and there's not a lot of like what portable console is multiplayer?
0: You don't have a link cable for your Game Boy? <laughs>
2: Like, I've done Pass and Play on the L, but the Switch is probably the only time you can do that.
0: When Reagan and I were in high school, we used to bring our Game Boy Advances with the Link Cable to class with us.
2: Ooh. Mm,
0: for some and we did trade Pokemon
2: Wars. back in the day.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It doesn't really yeah, count absolutely.
0: as multiplayer, though. But that's a really good point. And, and you know, I think that's, that's definitely what they're leaning on with a lot of the marketing is this, like, idea that that's going to be a thing. I think it remains to be seen but it probably will be in certain contexts. I know that if I was, like, in elementary school and had a Switch in my backpack, I would probably be the most popular kid in class
1: or something. But it just doesn't – I, I don't, mean, you'd be I an elementary school kid with a Switch. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and um, in PAX, uh, when I was waiting a line in packs, people were always playing um, Mario Kart together on the DSs. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was – I'd play somebody and then I would – awkwardly have him be like the guy souping up the popcorn at the movie theater and I was like do I acknowledge I know this guy we played Mario Kart in the line <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I don't know his name and it's kind of awkward
0: Yeah, it's, it's Peach Drift
1: 420 I know that guy <laughs> we are besties um, for
2: 10 minutes
1: I, I do want to bring up a small counterpoint uh, almost my entire time playing Sniffer Clips was at work huh. so it, it does happen I promise just
0: in general, for I know everyone that has it has probably shared it with someone. Laura, I, I shared it with you. Mm-hmm. But um, what, what's what been your experience with, like, totally new people, uh, maybe even people that don't play a lot of video games, um, played it with you? I don't know. Has, has that happened to you guys?
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, like, p- people, like, if I have it out in public, definitely, like, people are like, oh, is that a Nintendo Switch? Because they're not super common yet. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, you know, they will at least come over and like look at what I'm doing.
0: Which is always Zelda.
1: Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> more or less.
2: Yeah. Well the the airport super clips. The comment we heard was uh, uh, they held the little Joy-Con in their hands and they said, "Oh, I thought this would be breakable." Like I was like, "What?" As if you're going to break your coworkers' device try not open. to. But I think they thought it was going to be like a flimsy, flexible, like mm-hmm. childlike thing, and so I think people have just been. A little surprised at what the Switch is. Yeah, they're
0: pretty solid. Well, I I had a kind of a weird experience with this one because, you know, so you guys know my wonderful wife, Jamie, is not much of a video game person, and occasionally I can entice her to play something, but it generally has to be very cute and preferably a game that involves food.
1: (laughs) So overcooked?
0: Yeah, actually, Overcooked was a. I wouldn't say it was like an unqualified hit because I think once things got really hectic, she mostly just blamed me, and it became it became a real bad scene. Um, I
1: feel your pain, Reagan. I feel your pain.
0: But, um, but like for example, like she played a, like an absolute ton of um, Cook Serve Delicious. Um, she really liked. Mm-hmm. She likes games that involve like inventory management or like manage, She likes games that involve managing a restaurant, that kind of thing. Um, but I thought snipper clips would be a winner because it was a, you know, a game that we could play together. It seemed relatively like low barrier to entry. Um, you know, it, the, the controls seemed simple and the aesthetic is like undeniably cute as heck. Yeah, and it's super adorable. Yeah.
2: Remind me a little of scribble knots.
0: Actually, I could see, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. Still super cute. Yeah, the sort of like um, paper uh, backgrounds and everything were very like, you know, torn out of a notebook, uh, elementary school, you know, scissor cut kind of kind of style. But anyway, long story short, it did not really work out. She was not into it. So I you know, we sat down to play it together, which took some persuading because I guess she just didn't feel like it. And, uh, you know, got her to play through a few level- levels. And by the time she got through five, she was like, Okay, is that enough? Are, are we done? Are you good? And yeah. and so, you know, we, we we did this a couple of times. But, like, I I think most of my experience with the game was uh, in the single-player content. Uh, and it's really not – like, I enjoyed my time with it, playing it with Jamie, even though she wasn't super into it. But it's not a good single-player experience, like, at all. No. I, I would not say this game is, like – Something that anyone should try, even bother trying playing single player. But to be frank, it's a party game. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a game that, like, you wouldn't sit down and play Mario Party alone, would you? <clears throat> I actually tried that recently because I was. <laughs>
2: Your life is sad, Reagan. <laughs>
0: oh, don't say that. No, actually, Jamie really digs Mario Party. Um, so we, uh, and I recently got a, a Wii that I soft modded and installed a bunch of old GameCube games on. And, um, uh, Jamie uh, was telling me about how she'd had a lot of fun playing uh, Mario Party when she was a kid, so we downloaded all of them, and we played a really, like, two or three evenings solid of Mario Party 7, maybe? One of the GameCube ones. Um, and we had a blast, and that was my first time playing Mario Party. And then the day after that, she was like, oh, I don't feel like playing it. And I was like, I kind of do. So I sat down to play some single player, and the same thing. Don't, yeah, don't I just, bother. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't
1: it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how, how are the palms of your hands feeling?
0: <laughs> well, um they were fine. This was the—I uh I guess this was not the one that involved the like infamous. I think that was the N sixty four one that everyone it was the N sixty four. Yeah, yeah. Because it also had the really. Yeah, terrible, fortunately, the uh, GameCube is soft and pillowy. <laughs> I thought you were saying yeah, no because he was jacking <laughs> off playing <the> Mario Party. <laughs> Well, he would you have know, enjoyed it more in that. That's case. why he
1: was playing it alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I'm the guest here, Shane. I'm not allowed to come onto your podcast and be that lascivious. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> All right. Well, now that I have your permission, let's talk about my snipper clips fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Reagan, slap the uh,
0: slap the the explicit tag on this one. Sorry, man that that pink snipper clip. Yeah,
2: Ooh. that that snipper clips that Family Game. Sorry.
1: So,
0: I do want to say, t- like, we, we got started on a good little sidebar about the art style of Snipperclips, and I want to stop for a second and go back to that, because, uh, that game, I mean, the art style is cute, don't get me wrong, like, but it's, it's a, it's a 2D thing in the style of, like, paper cutouts, so, like, it's, it's good. But what's amazing, what's phenomenal about this game is the animation on the characters, mm. especially their faces. Yes, I
1: mean, they <laughs> do up.
0: such great little facial animations. And these these characters, they're they're you know they're they're going to be rotating or uh, you know just walking or stretching up or down or whatever, and cutting each other out. And the faces that they make, they have, must have a thousand different individual face drawings for these little. These little guys—they and they react uh, to things going on around them, and and when you do things like crouch down while someone like cuts the top of your of your shape off, like they they cringe and then they like you know grimace and grin and like really hilarious but still totally adorable ways.
2: They're like, this hurts, but this might actually be okay. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> They're such good cheerleaders. I really enjoy that. Um it would be really easy for this game just to have smiling happy clip shapes and call it a day, but much like uh my days of playing Majora's Mask, I like a little bit of uh pain in my cute characters. <laughs> <laughs> It's not quite at that level. No one is screaming. Yeah, it's it's
1: it's not quite that horrifying. This is more I mean,
0: this is definitely more like personality and like character than I've ever seen in a puzzle game.
1: Well, I mean, we can talk about Portal. There's a lot of character in Portal.
0: Uh, okay, you might be right there. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a very good point. But the 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 style of it is this very like it's this it's this wonderful like um uh so I just read this article uh that, that Jamie forwarded to me because uh you know we, we are both just huge uh, religious devotees of Guditama. And um so it was this whole article about uh the certain various different types of cute that are acknowledged in in Japanese culture or, or language or whatever. They've got they've got words for different
1: types oh, do of go cute. On.
0: <laughs> and uh and I'm not remembering all of them. I know that there was one that was kimo kawaii. Uh, and chemo kawaii is like gross cute. So things that are like, um, like tingle. From the Zelda series, for example, like you know, he's cute, mm. but he's also kind of repulsive, and he's he's Kimo Kawaii. There's some other type of cute that I'm trying to remember. That I there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are cute be, because they're also kind of ghastly, and maybe it is Kimo Kawaii. Maybe there's there's another one of the types, but
1: anyway, so like so like a Grimer, yeah yeah
0: yeah, or like a lot of the more kind of disturbing Pokemon yeah, or a ghastly.
1: For example, <laughs> or like
0: yeah. uh, gloomy bear, or like uh, I can't think, but there's a lot of there's a lot of various different characters that all have these sort of diff- sort of unsettling cute characters, and that's kind of what I thought of with this is that it's this very cute thing where these characters, the little shapes, are always walking around and dancing and. Cutting each other up, but the, the the idea of like somebody coming up to you and cutting a large chunk out of you <laughs> is kind of grisly. And the little eyes on the thing sometimes react with like what seems like genuine horror at their being like dismembered. I don't know. The- <laughs> oh my god, you took a totally different read on the <laughs> art style of this game than I did. Well, it's it's like they're they're worried they're worried about being cut up, but it's also very cute. You're like you're like, but you know, the snipper clips. There's a real body horror element to it. <laughs> it's Cronenberg. It's, yeah.
2: uh. I find it really funny that a common element is you literally squatting underneath your friend while they try to like chop parts of your, the top off mm-hmm. and you keep looking up at them. And I think it's just funny because I think the characters are acknowledging how awkward it is.
1: <laughs> like, I,
2: don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think they're terrified. I don't think they're like, oh no, I'm going to get my head chopped off. I think they think, oh God, my friend looks so stupid from this angle. And that's what I laugh at.
0: Mm, I can see that too. <laughs> it is it, just, it, it, their faces are very good. Um, and it, it, you, no matter how, Grizzly, your uh your dismemberment becomes you can always just hold down one of the buttons for like three seconds and it pops you right back into shape which is which is great um and so for for me like half of the fun of the game was when you get frustrated with a puzzle uh you know w- when inevitably someone gets frustrated with someone else you can walk up to them and attempt to just completely cut them to shreds uh <laughs> which is a great like relief from the stress of the you know if you if you failed a puzzle
1: yeah it's very cathartic to just like uh chop chop somebody up occasionally um I dropped in the chat a uh, a tweet from one of my friends um uh, these th- this tweet uh she was w- when we were playing this game at work she was uh, <laughs> basically like listening to us talking and uh and and qu- posting our tweets out of context um and <laughs> would tag it on Twitter as switch porn dialogue <laughs> oh man. Yeah, uh, and talk about how she was going to make a porn out of the dialogue that 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 we had because you like you kind of like form a language when you're playing this game with the person that you're mm-hmm. playing it with. Yes, you do. I think that's a, the 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 that's the that's a common theme in
0: puzzle games that I love. Yeah, is that they require communication. Like I see here, crouch down, stand up. No, don't take me with you. <laughs> the, Put some please and thank yous in there. The the big one for me was like we were constantly like, no, cut cut me a divot. No, cut cut my divot. <laughs> cut my divot up there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we uh we would always yell at each other Deeper. Scoop, scoop Scoop me, scoop me. Yeah.
0: Scoop <laughs> me. I, I love games where you have to talk to the to the other player and kind of explain things to each other and kind of negotiate how to mm-hmm. how to solve a puzzle. Well, I had the same kind of experience with Overcooked. It's uh you know, you have to make, make little short-term plans and try to enact those plans and then constantly re-scheme as things go wrong. I think this strikes the right balance though, because while overcooked I love, and I played a ton of it, uh, I, 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 I love it, but then I hate it as soon as things start to get crazy and hectic, and in this game, you know, it's, it's a different experience, it's more of a puzzle experience, once you've, once you've figured out how to do something, there's, there's occasionally those crazy things where, you know, everything goes to hell and you have to reset the whole puzzle, but for the most part, you know, if you're careful, you can execute a plan pretty, pretty smoothly. Uh, once you figure out what needs to be done,
1: yeah, and it's it's it also makes it very easy for you to, like restart. Like there's always like a button on the level that will just like reset everything back to the beginning, so that you can just try again.
0: I've gone back and I think replayability on this is actually pretty good as well. I, I have actually gone through and played most of the first notebook with a couple of different people, um, and I really enjoyed it because, you know, the the sec, you know second or third time I'm playing a level, I just shut up and let. Like mm-hmm. the other player try and figure out, you know, be in charge and, you know, kind of direct how things work. And I've seen several different solutions to the same puzzle in certain cases. So it's that's uh, I think it does that well.
1: Yeah, I've, I've, I've definitely found that. Like, I, I haven't played this specific game with other people, but like Portal 2's co-op. I've, I've played with multiple people and you kind of just like after the first time you let the new person just take the lead and just kind of follow them and do what they say to do and help, help them out if they get stuck. I could definitely see this being the same kind of thing. So apart from all of
0: its sort of general puzzle solving and cute art style and everything, I think the other thing that really makes this game notable is like where it falls in like kind of trying to understand what it what it means about Nintendo's strategy with the Switch. Because it, there's a couple of really weird and interesting things about this game's sort of place in the launch lineup. Um, I mean... I don't think we've mentioned yet that this game had a life before it became a Nintendo first-party product. It was originally from – it's actually originally a Game Jam game from a developer whose name is escaping me. Uh, Maybe somebody has it handy. Uh, Adam and Tom Vian during a one-day Game Jam made this, uh, and it was originally called – Friend shapes, which is not as good a title. Not as good. Very glad they went with Snipper (laughs) Clips. But it's weird that this game was originally not a first party Nintendo game, and it's actually a Western developed game. It was originally going to be a Flash game, it was a game jam thing. And Nintendo kind of quietly in the background acquired it. It disappeared for a year plus and then re emerged as a first party Switch exclusive. And in the meantime, it was changed or ported, I guess, from its original Flash version uh, into Unity. So, I don't think they this has like been said explicitly, but I think it seems pretty obvious, at least to me, that this is like Nintendo's um uh canary in the indie game coal mine. Like they wanted to put this out day one. This is speculation, but I think they wanted to put this out day one as a as a first party exclusive so that they could kind of prove internally and probably also to the outside that this would be that the Switch would be a good platform for indies so they produce a game that is probably on an indie budget it has an indie scope it's on an indie engine it's a unity game and you know while it's a first party nintendo game like this this is an indie ass game so i think this is sort of like this is their this is their trial balloon for indie games on the switch it does seem a little different i don't know a lot about nintendo's practices but that seems a little unusual i'm not a total expert but as far as i know this is this is the first time they've done anything like this it does give me kind of a, a, a lot of hope for them because they are they're they're doing the right thing bringing out a game like this as a launch title it really showcases exactly what their hardware is all about and it's a, you know a high quality game they've got an eye for the for for unique ideas
1: yeah and it definitely feels like a nintendo game like it's definitely got like that that kind of level of quality and like charm that you would expect from a real like a real uh, a nintendo game <laughs> that is developed by nintendo themselves
0: yeah, absolutely, it's it's got it's got an uh, incredible amount of character, and Nintendo doesn't usually put out games at this price point either. Like this is a twenty dollar game on the eShop, and I mean the eShop is never like cheap, right? But twenty bucks for twenty bucks felt like the right price for this. You know, it's a mm-hmm. uh, it's a, a it's a simple downloadable. There's no like, as far as I know, you can't go out and buy this on a on a cartridge like you can with a lot of the other indie games that are coming out on Switch. But meanwhile, I still haven't tried One Two Switch because it's sixty
1: dollars. <laughs> Good lord! I think it's fifty. I I ended up buying a copy of it. Um, oh, have you played it at all? I I have played it a little bit. It's it's cute and fun, but like definitely not. You know, it's it's not going to get played that often.
0: Yeah, you know, I I I was I was super excited about the idea for that game when when I saw it, but you know, with the the reveal of the. Of the of the switch and they were showing it off and I was like oh cowboy game. All right, I'm into it <laughs> I thought from the, when they were playing the trailer during the initial reveal. I was like, oh my god, they're rebooting wild gunman <laughs> I was actually very disappointed when I found out it was not wild gunman 2 or something. Yeah, that, that, yeah, would, be that would have been that would have been a good idea but um, What what really sold me on this game was there was one of those nintendo treehouse events did anybody else see the one where they announced this game and showed it off for the first time? Yeah, I did watch that, yeah. They showed like three of the um three of the initial uh, levels. And as soon as I saw it, I saw the mechanic, I saw the, the of of the snipping. I saw uh the characters um and but what I was really watching was just the the actual uh players, you know? And they were really getting into it and not in like a like, of, you know, fake marketing kind of way. Like, I I, I was watching that event, and I was like, okay, this guy is seeing this game for the first time, and he's, like, digging it. (laughs) Uh, This looks like a perfect showcase for the console, and a game that I would want to play regardless, even if it was on some other crazy console. Just, uh, I was pretty pretty well sold on that. Good job Nintendo's marketing department putting on that little event.
1: Yeah, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but, like, really this game is, like, 100% hundred percent the showcase for using the Joy Cons as two separate little controllers to play a local co-op.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But why didn't they? Uh, why did they use those 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 shoulder buttons? I, I still <laughs> I kind of agree with Reagan on those shoulder buttons. Still, uh, you know, that's, like I said, it's fine if you use the little uh, slide on Joy Con straps. Um, I've always sort of felt like those were like a dorky. You know, like, the, the, the straps for Nintendo Wii always seemed like they were just something that the legal department made them include after people started complaining about throwing their Wii controllers into their TVs. And, and trying to sue Nintendo for it. <laughs> oh, my God. That that was such a thing. Do you remember? That was, like, a big deal back then. People were really – there were a lot of people who were, like, very upset about it. It was on the news.
2: Yeah, I think it was because it happened um, at a couple – like, it happened at PAX. mm Someone like got okay. really excited and they like, threw it like into another exhibit and people got pissed <laughs> and so like I think that's honestly when it probably happened.
1: Yeah, um, we uh, we're, we're talking a lot of smack about these uh, about these wrist straps, but I'm gonna make a confession on this podcast. Um, I used them. I I use them now because uh, a couple weeks ago I had a friend over and her daughter was over as well. Her daughter is three years old and we were playing one two switch and I had been on. Her daughter, like, the whole time, like, just, you know, making making sure that she remembers, hey, put your wrist strap on so that you don't actually accidentally throw the controller. And so then we're playing a game, and I don't have my wrist strap on, and we're playing the baseball game, and no. I swing my fake baseball bat, and the controller goes flying out of my head and clocks this three-year-old in the head. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> and I have never felt worse in my life, I don't think. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so guess who always wears the wrist strap now? <laughs>
0: good for you. You know what Brian. I like about them is that uh is that I can I can be playing um like Zelda on the couch um in like a full starfish position. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, the uh the cozy boy mode. Yes.
0: <laughs> and then uh you know when when I when I inevitably fall asleep, um because they're strapped to my wrists, <laughs> uh, they don't get lost in my get
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I prefer the uh, I prefer the full like uh, like gangstaline crossed arms kind of thing where I've got the Joy Cons <laughs> in either hand and I'm like I'm like slightly to the side and I got one Joy Con up, one Joy Con down, and I'm in it that way. That works for me. Man, mm, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so. Uh, one last thing. There's not really we're, we're not going to do a spoiler break. On this, Because <laughs> to actually spoil puzzles would be kind of uh, dumb on a puzzle game. <laughs> like, oh, you have to get real thin and then hit the button and then catch the thing that falls. No, it's not going to work. So uh, I do want to kind of wrap, though, by going through maybe some favorite puzzles. Sure. Uh, I certainly have some that were pretty memorable for me. And I'd like to know which ones stood out to you guys.
1: Um, I can go ahead. And uh, I, this this isn't necessarily like a favorite puzzle from a like most clever puzzle design moment or anything. Um, but in the, uh, the, the, so there are two different classifications of the, of the puzzles. There's one where you can play one to two players and each player controls one of the, uh, one of the little, the little paper guys. And then there's also the two to four, where if you play with two players, each, each player controls two of the, of the little guys. Oh. And I can't remember what this puzzle was called, but it's one of the ones where you have to like catch the sludge um, to keep, to, to protect the little, little Adam guys. And so we had made our, we had made our little guys into like these, uh, these bowls basically. And we were having some trouble like transporting the sludge over, um, <laughs> because one of us would move too fast and the other one would move too slow. And so like we would separate apart and the sludge would all spill out. Um, so my friend yelled at me before, because I was always the one that was messing it up. Of course, mm-hmm. because it's always my fault. Uh, So she yelled at me to make sure that I would not move too fast. So she's like, go slow. Don't mess this up. And as soon as she says that, as soon as we start, she just runs into me as fast as she can. (laughs) Maybe the, the hardest I have ever laughed was just like she's like go slow and then just slams into me and the, the sludge goes everywhere and it was just i was into tears it was amazing <laughs> so for that reason alone that is my favorite puzzle
0: that's an awesome that's awesome i haven't done enough of those i've tried some of the of the four player um but i am waiting to get a second set of joy cons to really okay. dive into that at a big yeah, party see? i think that's something we haven't mentioned i'm glad you brought that up because it's uh th- this game Looks like it would get even wackier if you got <laughs> a second set of Joy Cons and broke it out to four player.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We did. We did all of those puzzles. So we, we have done every single puzzle in the game. We finished all of them. With just the that's two of tremendous. Us.
0: I um I have never had. Maybe that's maybe the the, the secret to this to this console for parties because I have never had four controllers for a system. Since the Sega Genesis.
2: <laughs> oh, I bought four just to play um, Mario on the Wii.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: just you you mean you don't so have good. four GameCube controllers to play Smash Chain?
0: I do not say... Why am I even on this podcast? You've
1: (laughs) called me out.
0: I haven't had... uh, I didn't didn't have the Wii U, and I sold my Wii some years ago. You mean our Wii. You know, I waited... (laughs) I waited in, in like, zero degree temperatures. It was probably much warmer than this. This is Houston. But it was very cold. I waited out all night to buy that Wii with Jamie, who bizarrely decided it was okay to come along with me on this misadventure uh, in order to get that Wii on launch day. And... uh, Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, we camped out. We brought an air mattress. There's photos of us doing this foolishness.
1: Yeah, that's the good old days when you had to actually like wait overnight to get a console. Drop
0: that shit in the in the show notes, Reagan. Yeah, <laughs> two twenty six, two thousand and six, I think. Right, yeah. two thousand and six. So that would have been uh, like we would have been dating for like less than a year, and somehow I convinced this <laughs> poor girl to go camp out all night in front of a Target in order to get a Nintendo. And that yeah. was your
1: first sign to marry her. Romance. <laughs>
0: Well, um, my favorite puzzle in the game. Now, I did not get nearly as far as Shane and Brian did because, again, my my single player experience with this was kind of dismal. Um, but I had a really good time with the two player parts that we did play, and the the things that I liked best were the ones that involved the various balls and hoops. So, trying to get, uh, trying to trying to do the uh, the early game um, uh, basketball themed ones. Those were super fun, just because of the sort of inherent randomness of balls bouncing around. It just made it a made it a cool kind of thing, and I don't know, it was fun. And when things went wrong, it was harder for anyone to <laughs> assign blame. Let's say,
1: <laughs> let me tell you, Regan, those things get crazy later on. <laughs> oh, I bet.
0: My least favorite—I'll put this out there now—were uh, the the ones where you have to move an egg from one place to another. Um, I was about to say that. Oh uh, yeah. God! So I've I've tried that a hundred damn times.
1: Did you figure out that you could cut yourselves for that? Because yes. that was our problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I figured we tried that out. But even so, ourselves. ugh, so we we're annoying. trying
2: to gently cup the eggs and rotate them.
0: So that kind of brings up something that I loved about this game is the visual hinting. So we're talking about. About a level where um, you can rotate, and as you rotate your little character, it also rotates a series of little bird uh, outlines mm-hmm. all around the, the the level. And you're carrying eggs from, from, uh, from one to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bird outlines don't look quite right unless you cut a little notch into the top, because they're owls, and they need their little owl ears. <laughs> so... Uh, uh I, 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 that's just one example. Like the, the things look like, look like owls, uh, but it was kind of like that became a hint for you on how to cut yourself and mm-hmm. them to, uh, uh, to, to solve the puzzle. And there's Alternate lots of title for this where, game. Cut yourself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Cut yourself together. Isn't is, is, is the subtitle of the game like cut it out together or something Yeah, like that? it is. Yeah, yeah but not yes. cut yourself together. Yeah, definitely not cut yourself. <laughs> or cut each other. Cut, cut each other. That's probably other. a good thing, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so there's, I mean, even like the, the icons for each level, uh, the background and styles for the level, a lot of those I felt like were done in such a way uh, as to hint at a possible solution to the puzzle. Yeah. So my favorite level is also one that... I felt like we screwed up over and over again, uh, and that was one where uh, you had to jump into a giant tank and fish out the appropriate fish and put them into a into a Yes a basket. <laughs> um, and that one, just because there was that little extra element of chaos in the movement of the fish, uh, posed an extra challenge uh, for my wife and I, and uh, that one was the last one that we solved. In that binder full of puzzles, <laughs> that old, little group, uh, I had to go back to it a few times just out of pure obstinance. So I would say that was one of my favorites. We had to we had a lot of restarts, a lot of discussion about fish movement patterns. Uh, it was pretty, it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I found over the course of playing the game, like because like the way that it would work is that me and my friend would play it at lunch at work, right? And so then. At the end of our lunch break, we would be walking back to our job from uh, from the lunchroom, and we would like we would have just had a bunch of trouble with a puzzle, and we would just like be talking about it the way back on the way back, just like trying to figure out our strategy. And then, like, of course, every single time the next day, we'd come back and play it at lunch the next day, and we would just solve it like that, just immediately.
0: A, that's a sign of a good puzzle game I, yeah. I felt I felt like that about a lot of the a lot of my favorites
1: yeah there's just a lot of a lot of like talking strategy and like trying to figure out like what everybody's gonna do like okay you put yourself here and I'm gonna put myself here I'll cut you like this it's very 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 good
0: Laura I know we only played it together while you were drunk I, <laughs> I too was drunk so I barely remember which levels we played
2: I think it was pretty fantastic we did play some egg levels and I think the egg levels inspired um, some colorful language yeah um, <laughs> We hadn't figured out, the, you had not figured out the owl trick at the time. It was still in your early days. You were not so wise.
0: But yeah, I think, I think, I think um, it was Julia who who had that insight.
2: Yeah, I think the most fun level was we were just trying to, it was a very simple one where we were trying to like get into a tube and move across the screen or something like that. But uh, for some reason, you kept cutting me into the tiniest sliver. <laughs> <laughs> like like a fingernail sized liver just the tip and we just like you like launched me in and i kept getting stuck and bouncing out and then you have to reset cuz you thought for some reason it was hilarious to cut me to a nub
1: It is. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. is pretty funny to be fair.
2: Um and i think the the only issue was we were drunk Justin was not drunk, and he did not <laughs> think this was funny at all. <laughs> so the frustration of him, well, we just kept, like, farting around and, like, cutting each other into pointy shapes so we'd bust balloons or, like, just not doing the level correctly because we thought that would be more fun. He was just like, okay, guys, can, we, can I play Breath of the Wind now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really want to see it. So I guess my... I enjoy a puzzle game that you can enjoy playing incorrectly because yeah. a lot of them get very didactic and they yell at you when you don't do it right and i applaud something that's like eh you might just be wanting to play this drunk that's cool
0: and you it might luck into the does. solution anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> well this has been a, a fun episode i am uh, i'm so glad you're able to join us brian and yeah thank uh, you for having all me on of you guys um so reagan do we know what uh, is the next game on the schedule yeah, um so our next game up is going to be Caro which isn't a brand new mm. game exactly. Um so you may have already like played it. it or checked it out before. Uh, if you're not familiar, Caro Blaster is the uh sort of second major work from uh Pixel, the developer of uh Cave Story. So, you know, kind of a big deal. Uh, but it came out in 2014. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> I think uh, I'll double check that, but uh, it came out in 2014 on iOS and I tried it at the time and couldn't really get into it because it's a shooter in a sort of a Mega Manish ish style. Um, and playing that on iOS... Although it has some clever uh, sort of affordances for touchscreen controls, it's, um, it's not quite right or it didn't quite work for me at the time. Um, mm-hmm. but since then it's come out on a couple more platforms. It's out on steam and also just recently, like as in maybe like last week on PlayStation four, which is where I played it or gave it another shot and absolutely loved it. So, um, if you haven't played Caro blaster or if you tried it and didn't like it on a touchscreen, um, maybe it's time to give it another try and we're going to be talking about it next week. Um, And after that, there's a lot of other good stuff coming up. Uh, So, for example, a game that we've been talking about for ages. um, Oh, I'm forgetting the full title. Uh, Edith Finch, the thing from the folks who made Unfinished Swan. What Remains of Edith Finch. Thank you, is coming out very, very soon. So there's a lot of good stuff uh, on the horizon, and uh, we're going to be talking about it all uh, if you follow along. Can't wait for Edith Finch. Uh, Find us on Twitter. Our show is on Twitter at underscore short game or on the web at www.theshortgame.net where you'll find our contact form where you can leave us a message and let us know what short games you're playing or what you think is cool. If you have any feedback for us on the show, leave it there. Um, If you have other really positive five-star feedback for us, you could also leave that on iTunes where we really appreciate five-star reviews, uh, because they are the best way you can support the show. Every podcast says it because it's true. It, it is kind of true. And also, it's just one of those things that, you know, makes us feel good. <laughs> and speaking of five-star podcast reviews, you should also check out and leave a five-star podcast review for Brian's show if you're a Star Wars fan. Brian, could you tell our listeners a little bit about your show?
1: Uh, yeah, I can do that. Um, my show is called Expanded Universe. It is about the Star Wars Legends uh books and comics and video games and other media, um, more or less just like when Disney bought Star Wars, they split the old expanded universe off into its own thing uh, and made that non, non-canon and now that has all, all, all been rebranded as Star Wars Legends. And so the idea of my, of my podcast is that every month I pick a book and I have a guest on uh, to read the book with me. We read the book, we talk about it and uh, like talk about like our thoughts about it and then we uh we we just basically decide whether or not we liked it and it's you know it's 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 just a book club book club podcast it's you know everybody everybody's listened to a book club podcast um but it's a lot of fun and i i i'm a big star wars dork so if you like star wars you should you should check it out you can find it on twitter at luke cast that's uh luke with eight u's um, or you can just go to expandeduniverse.online and everything is there.
0: Oh, good good URL, expandeduniverse. Thank <laughs> you. I, so I kept trying to find you when I was trying to find, I was trying to find a link, and all I knew was the Luke, that Luke cast, and I was trying to remember how many U's, and I hadn't hit on eight yet. Yes, it's, um, it's
1: eight, because that is the maximum amount of U's I could have in the handle. <laughs> wow, nice. Um, well, I, tried to, I tried to do Luke with 12 U's, but that handle is already taken.
0: What? What a <laughs> jerk. Well... Uh, and I'm really uh, I, So I, I'm not a huge Star Wars nerd But there was a time in my Distant youth when I really mm-hmm. really was And um, so I Listened to one episode of your podcast which was Great you guys are doing a great job but I, I haven't Been keeping up as much as I would uh, As I would recommend that the true Star Wars nerds in our uh, in our audience do But have you gotten to the Heir to the Empire ones yet? The Timothy uh, Zahn books? Yeah
1: that, our, our Very first episode was actually Heir to the Empire
0: Oh okay I must have, I must have mixed up which ones were in what order okay i need to go back and listen to your first episode though then. Yeah,
1: that, and that, that one is with jeremy greer who you oh guys nice no and he's a good dude
0: so. yes indeed those were those were some great books i'll, I'll definitely go back and uh, and check out that episode too because uh, the one that i did listen to is on a book that i haven't read but i i very fondly remember the heir to the empire um i guess series there was a trilogy of them yeah those are yeah, so fun well um so that's awesome Brian and um, Brian's also great on Twitter you should follow him specifically as well Uh,
1: what's your what's your Twitter handle as well Uh, it's at Wade Brian R that's Brian with a Y
0: yes so follow Brian I'll have links to all this stuff in the show notes if you want to check out Brian and his uh, and his expanded universe Um, (laughs) and uh, you can find our show on I already mentioned that you can find our show on Twitter at underscore short game you can find me on Twitter at Reagan K that's R-A-Y-G-A-N-K Shane you know, we've told people like eight Twitter handles. I think I'm just going to abstain this episode. <laughs> I don't need any from you followers. It's in the
1: show notes. Uh, Shane's Twitter handle is 8 Shane. Yes, it if is. If you want to follow him. <laughs> and
0: uh, Laura, where can people find you? You can
2: find me on Twitter at LauraJNash.
0: And thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Short Game.